I want to, uh, my wife, I, I felt like I was just sitting, kind of soaking a little bit this morning, and, and my wife came through the house, and I felt like I got a confirmation as she just walked by singing a song that I'd never heard before. Never, never, never heard before, but, you know, she knows all of the old ones, so that's not a big surprise, but she just came singing, uh, it's like... Every promise in this book is mine, every chapter, every verse, and every line. And I was like, wow. And what was the next part? I'm trusting in his love divine. I'm trusting in his love divine. Oh, you don't want me to sing it? <laughs> all right, all right, come on. There you, there, here, here. <laughs> What a gentleman. I greet her right at the last step. Let me help you. Let me help you up here, my dear. It's like once you sing with me. How many people know that? How many people know this? Is mine. Okay, there's seven. There are gonna be seven. I'd ask you seven to join with her. Oh, okay, all right, all right, okay. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. I am trusting in his love divine. Every promise in the book is mine. Okay. Now everybody knows it, so everybody sing along with her. And I, I, I'm just going to... Yes, all right. I'll do my part. All right. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. I am trusting in his love divine. Every promise in the book is mine, mine, mine. Jesus is mine. Mine when I'm weary, mine when I'm teary, mine, 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 Jesus is mine, mine all the time, he is mine. I just want to say one thing I've been feeling in my heart. This year, it's a time to draw so close to Jesus. I just recommend, if you have, don't feel that close to Jesus, just ask him, and he will come. It's going to be a year that you want Jesus right beside you all the way. So I love everybody. Oh, that woman he gave me. I am blessed. I am blessed. Absolutely. I'm going to share a, a, a little more like that I, f I was just feeling early, early this morning. And uh, it's like, and she came out singing that song. It's like, oh, wow. That's amazing. This the book of promises. It's like, this is a book of promises. It, 
you know, there are promises of inheritance in here. It's like we're in, a, in line for inheritances that are promised in this book. So many promises. And I even made some, some notes that it's, you know, Jesus was sharing his will in here when he came and lived. And he was sharing his will, which I'm talking about his purpose and his purpose for our lives. But it also was like, you know, a will typically is claiming or, or outlining an inheritance. And we are in line for an amazing and incredible inheritance that's promised throughout this book. It's like, yes, I'm in line for an inheritance because Jesus has written in here his will. It's like, when I die, but here's the beautiful thing, because he has already died, he's resurrected and he lives, we can receive from his promises inheritance starting right now. We don't have to wait. It's like, he's gone, he's made promises that we can start to draw on through that inheritance right now. Mm, that's good. Start claiming our inheritance through the promises in his word. Okay, are you ready to begin hearing some of his word? I want to start with Ephesians. I would like to give everybody some homework. It's like if you would read this week Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippians about three times. I would just encourage you, they're, they're all short. Just read those about three times and be ready for next Sunday when Pastor Matthew is going to be bringing an amazing word for you. So I'm just going to throw that out there. He's going to be bringing a powerful word next Sunday. And if you study Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippians, I'm sure you'll be ready for it. Okay. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul, speaking to the Ephesians, the people of Ephesus, has written this incredible book in, in Ephesians that is relative to all of the churches and is extremely relative to us today. So we're going to be again reading with verse 1 from chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Something that I want again to point out, he is referring to the saints, which are the people that he's given really clear, you know, some clear direction to. So they had not achieved anything special or incredible other than having faith and trusting and believing in Jesus. And they are immediately referred to as saints. How many saints do we have in here this morning? Wow. 
To the saints of Valley Church, would all of the saints raise their hands? Oh, that, well, that's better. That's much, much better. To the saints of Valley Church, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. What is he extending and offering? Grace and peace. Verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's like, wow, what's the promise right here? We're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Is this not significant? It's like, whoa. Just as he, capital he, chose us in him, in Jesus, before the foundation of the world. So when were we chosen and selected? Before the foundation of the world. God knew us, he chose us through Jesus before the foundation of the world, that we should be, that we should be, that we should be and without blame before him in love. Let me just go through that again. Just as he chose us in him, in Jesus, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Love. Love, love, love. That love that covers a multitude of sin. Having predestined us. It's like, oh my goodness. Everybody say predestined. Predestined. We We are are predestined predestined. to adoption adoption. as sons by Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. We have been predestined, having predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters by Jesus Christ to himself. So we have been adopted through Jesus Christ to God himself. Is that not powerful? Is that not amazing? Is that not a wonderful promise? According to the good pleasure of his will. So it pleases God for us to be adopted as sons through his son Jesus Christ according to the pleasure of his will. We liking this, yeah? This is some good promises. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he, capital H, made us accepted in the Beloved. So how were we made accepted in the Beloved? Through his grace. The grace of God. The unmerited favor which we have received, the grace of God, brings us and draws us into the Beloved. In him, everybody say in him. 
This is the most powerful, most significant, most important part. In him, we have redemption through his blood. In Jesus Christ, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. What's grace? It's unmerited favor of God in our lives, which creates and establishes for us that gift by which we have been saved, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. It's good, isn't it? And it's, it's, it's really easy to preach when it's just reading the Word of God. <laughs> Which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in himself. It's like, God, through his son, Jesus Christ, operating through Jesus, we were his good pleasure, became his good pleasure, proposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him in him in Christ Jesus also we have obtained an inheritance this is the inheritance we're talking about we have gained through our faith loving trusting and in our obedience to Jesus an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Who works. <laughs> Predestined according to the purpose of him, of Jesus, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. That we who trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him, again, everybody say, in him. In Christ Jesus, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ooh. Is this just a wonderful promise? Is this just good stuff? Rich? So read it over and over and over again. Three times. Not this morning, this week. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth... So after we received the word, we trusted in him. I felt like the Lord gave me 20 years ago, 18, 19 years ago, 
three words in order, and, and I felt like I heard really clearly, get up and write these down, and in this order, and it's like trust, believe, receive. Trust in him, receive his forgiveness, trust in him, believe in his promises, and receive everything that he has for you. I just want to read again, who is with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. That's powerful. Okay, I, I want, I want to, we're going to bounce around through Ephesians just a little bit, and then you can fill in all the blanks when you do your homework this week. We're going to go to the third chapter of, of Ephesians, and we're going to read verses 14 through 21. Paul again speaking, he says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. To be strengthened with might through, the, through his spirit in the inner man. And Pastor Matthew is going to be teaching on some of how our, we're strengthened in the inner man by praying in the spirit. So we're, this is going to be really looking forward to this classes that he's going to be teaching the next at least two, three, maybe. Just, so I encourage you to go on Wednesday night. We've had Wednesday night incredible healings. I wish we had a list of all of the healings that have taken place in the last seven weeks when, we've, when Pastor Dina did the class on authority in healing. It's like, oh my goodness. How many would you guess? How many healings would you guess we experienced? A lot. Now we're going to be strengthened in the inner man after we've received and, and, and with Pastor Matthew's teaching on Wednesday. So moving on to verse 17. I want to read 16 again. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, so that we would be strengthened with power, strengthened with might, through his spirit living in us, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts, drill, drill, <laughs> dwell where? In our hearts. That Christ may dwell in your hearts, in our hearts, through... How do we receive Christ? Faith. Through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love... Ah, again, that love word. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints... What is the width, the length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge and understanding that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. Now to him 
who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. What is he able to do? Exceedingly and abundantly above. Not just all, but exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. That's where it's like, forgive us when we were reading the declaration up there. I was thinking, forgive us for small thinking. It's like, wow. Sometimes we, not sometimes, most of the time, we so limit ourselves because of a ceiling that we put on, a lid that we put on, because of our small thinking, where Christ Jesus is able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works, that works where? In us, in you and me. When we've asked Jesus to come into our heart, and he has come into our inner man, dwelling within us, in our hearts. That power is working in us. Got it? Where is it? In us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Whew. And we're still going. Jumping to, verse, uh, to chapter 4, I want to read a couple of verses there, 21 through 24. If indeed you have heard him, heard who? Heard Jesus. If indeed you've heard him and have been taught by him, and how are we taught by him today? Through his word, this word of promises that we have in our hands right here. If indeed you've, been, you've heard him and you've been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Where do we find the truth? In Jesus. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him, me. If indeed you've heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Man, what did we do the last Sunday of the year? We ended up asking Holy Spirit to show us anything that we needed to get rid of. We crucified it. We hung it on the nails on the cross on, on both sides. That you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be... Oh, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Where do we need to be renewed? The spirit of your mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The spirit of your mind. Not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and soundness. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind in that you put on the new man. 
because I've become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and in true righteousness and once more in true righteousness and be holy as I am holy. Okay, we're going to go now to verse uh, chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. For you were once, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Hmm. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. So to inherit from his will, we need to be in his will. Obedient to the will of the Lord. In verse 11 it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. All right. I want to go to, we talk about fruits of the Spirit being produced by the Spirit that is working in us. I want to go to uh, Galatians, fifth chapter of Galatians. It's just like one page back. And read again the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, which is the fruit in our lives which is produced as we're walking in the light, led by the Spirit, which has sealed us for the day of redemption. When sealed in that Spirit, by that Spirit, is sealed us and is sealing us as we're walking in the Spirit, led by that Spirit. The fruit that's being produced in our lives is, starting with verse 22, fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Yeah, we could read this together. Let's do that. Love, joy, peace, patience. Well, let's read those again. The fruit of the Spirit is... So when we're being led by the Spirit, when we're being obedient to the guidance and leading of the Spirit, we are becoming this individual. And long-suffering in a lot of translations is patience. And mine's long-suffering, obviously, New King James, but I just prefer to say patience. Unfortunately, patience requires sometimes suffering for a long time. It's like, just give me patience. <laughs> 
Okay, verses 24 through 26, I'm going to read those as well. And those who are Christ's, which is we Christians, the saints of Valley Church and of everyone that's listening online, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit, like walking the walk that we're hearing, seeing, and listening to. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. It's like, well, why in the world would we envy one another? It's like, you know, sometimes it's a little difficult for us to see somebody just get incredibly blessed, where we look at that and it's like, oh, that should have been me. They got that promotion and I didn't. Why in the world did they get? Why did he get? Why did she get? You know, and, and we can become envious of the gift that somebody carries. It's like, oh, that's why we need to love, 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 love. And if we proceed and if we walk in love, we won't walk in envy, in jealousy, or any kind of deceitfulness. Okay, we're going to go back to Ephesians, 4th chapter, 29 through 32. Now here is where it's, I, I believe, something that's really important that I want to end up showing next if we got that accomplished. Um, if not, I'll be trying to draw pictures with my fingers and explaining, but verse 29 said, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Ooh. Just turn to your neighbor and say, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. And you just turn and say, or yours. <laughs> but what is good for necessary edification? And to edify is to build up, to establish, to build. So the only words that are supposed to come out of our mouth are words that are edifying, that are building up, that it may impart Grace, that we're speaking words of edification that are building each other up, that the hearer, that we may be imparting grace, which is unmerited, sometimes not earned. Unmerited grace is an unearned, it's like a gift, right? Unmerited favor so that no corrupt word come out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary building up of this person this, but that, that is hearing, that the, our words will be words that impart grace to those that hear them. And then verse 30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. It's like, ah, so the words that come out of my mouth, if they're not edifying, if they're not building up, if they're not encouraging, can be grievous to the Holy Spirit. So, well, we better just think about what comes out of our mouth then. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to read a couple more verses. Um, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be nice. <laughs> be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Man, I feel like we could just quit right now, but I'm just getting started. <laughs> this is such good, powerful stuff. Okay, uh, I, Linda, is it possible to get my pyramid up there? I drew that. <laughs> yeah, see all these... These pictures and paintings around here when you're walking through the halls and stuff. I did none of those, but I did that. Uh, I heard somebody say, wow. Okay. The reason I did that is because Renee and I went uh, several years ago. In fact, back in the 1900s. Uh, <laughs> It was the last decade of the 1900s. We went to a, a class and we listened to either a psychologist or a psychiatrist teach it, taught us for about 20, it was not one of those psychiatric evaluations. We just went, I can remember the title of it, it was to enhance performance of high achievers. So, wait a sec. And we paid real money for it too. <laughs> so, okay, so. In this pyramid, this guy, this was a secular, this was not a spiritual or a religious, but I felt it's something to be spiritual to me. The top of that pyramid is you. Everybody say, me. me. This represents you. And the next two that I have colored, and the reason that I colored them is because I ran up too far with one line and I wanted to not start all over again. So I just colored those top two. So I just have to be transparent here. So. so that top pyramid being you, the way that this psychiatrist explained, every one of us, particularly high achievers, but each one of us, regardless of whether you're a high achiever or, or I mean, in, in for real or just in your mind, uh, I just thought of something that I wanted to say in the very beginning when I first started. Anyone who can't accept correction still struggles with rejection. That was another really good, good word that I, I, I didn't, this was not my own. I, I, I heard that and wrote it down and said, I, I love that. I think that that's something that all of us can at one time or another relate to. Anyone who can't accept correction still struggles with rejection. And there's a spirit that comes along with rejection that we have to break free of. So, okay. Got that out of the way. Now, that being us, and, and we refer to in, you know, in Christianese as our love tank, love language, many different things that we talk about. He's just talking about we all have an ego. And that's 
relative. We do. We do all have an ego. And, and we're searching for someone to fill that spot. Now, it's the most important person. I started to draw that up there, too, and I thought, no, nah, I think I better quit right here. But around that top square, which is us, is our Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, is who anything and everything that we do needs to be in alignment with his purpose for our life. And when we're in alignment with his purpose for our life, we begin to understand our identity, and that gives us, through our identity in Christ, a level of confidence that we don't need nearly as much from the rest of the squares beneath. But these squares are, or they're not all squares, a little bit, because the outside, you know, it's like, it's kind of another triangle, but, or obtuse angle, I don't really know what, anyway, the two colored ones below there, that's the two people that are the most important people in your life. They carry the most weight. I would hope that it would be your wife or your husband. for, a And it could be your boss, it could be your brother, your sister, your pastor, just your best friend, the BFF. You know, as someone that speaks encouraging words to you that builds you up. It's like those two that are directly below the top pyramid are the ones who affect your life the most and carry the most weight with the words that they speak over you. Are you, everybody with me? It's like, you can think of those two people in your life who actually carry the most weight. Their words carry, are, are extremely weighty, whether they're encouraging or discouraging. Uh, they can be really weighty. And if you do not receive what you need that encourages you, that fills your love tank or your ego, whatever you want to call that, then you start going down, 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 down. And as you'll notice, I made them start get a little bit smaller down there because each of those carry less weight. And the further down that you have to go, the more voices that it takes. Are you tracking with me? It's like, okay, when I understand my identity in Christ, it doesn't take a whole lot more down below, but we are living in a body. We are natural people that we have feelings, and however you want to say it or receive it, we do have an ego that needs to be fed. We need a, an internal nourishment. Are you with me? This is, this is not anti-God. We, first and foremost, is our identity in Christ. And that's who we want to please. But it's really important that we, as it's talking about, I mean, Paul makes this really clear, and I can even go into Peter. I, I, it's like, wow. One another, it's our jobs to build up and encourage each other to edify, to build. Right? We just heard several scriptures right there. So, when, uh, when, it's like, I need first, thank you, Jesus, for who you've created me to be. Thank you that you've created under a foundation, a strong, my wife is one of the most incredible, I'm very fortunate, I don't have to go too far because she is constantly building me up and encouraging me. He's like, oh, you're amazing. I'm saying, 
and I typically joke back with her and and uh, I, I think in marriage here's a here's a little bit of a marriage message right here in marriage it's really important that like I put myself in, on that right side that I love my wife as Christ loved the church and am willing to sacrifice my life. Now, when I say my life, I'm just talking about a lot of the desires that, that I have because it, it's important that we end up making a switch. The Bible says, the greatest of you will be the servant of all. So we want to be great in the kingdom. It's like we need to take a step or two down and elevate somebody else. When we become, when we have the opportunity to become one of the squares underneath, I think of really good leadership is somebody that can recognize the need in the top square and can step into that position as many opportunities as you can possibly hold up. This makes sense? That we can become. But it's most important in your own marriage that you become one of those two. That it's like wives submit yourselves to your husbands. It's like, but if a husband will love his wife as Christ loved the church and is willing to sacrifice that for her, it's easy then. You put her up on the pedestal and she doesn't need a whole lot more if she has you as, or vice versa, he doesn't need a lot more if he has you as one of those main blocks immediately under, holding up and supporting. Are you with me? It's like, then when we move outside our marriage, where, you know, I, I just say, <laughs> if you want to be raised up, take a step down. Put somebody else up above you, especially in your marriage. I'm saying that for the third time. And uh, when I think of, like, my own marriage and, and putting my wife up there and thinking that I've put my wife up there and firmly established her up there, and she comes to me and says, do you love me? It's like, well, why don't you tell me more? It's like, ah, ah. okay, think about all the things I do for you. <laughs> and that never works. Like, so the words that come out of our mouth have to be encouraging, edifying, building up, not being asked for. Okay. Now, when we put ourselves in those two, two squares, those two whatever, the spots that are colored in, and we see somebody, so oftentimes... You know, you can see somebody that's in that spot that is asking for strong, powerful words of affirmation. And you can see them going down, speaking of all of their accolades and the things that they've done, the things that they've accomplished, saying, please notice me and how important that I am. Anybody know someone like that? That comes right to mind when you think about, it's like, oh yeah, her, him. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. And you feel almost repelled. Oh, I don't need to hear anything more that you, how amazing or how awesome you are. It's somebody that's searching for 
words of affirmation and encouragement because they ain't getting it from the two bottom, the two squares that are immediately under them. So they have to go down further and it takes more and more and more and more voices because they don't have much weight down there. This makes sense to anybody. So it's really important for each and every one of us to seek to understand and then to be understood. And when we understand what somebody's really saying, then we come under and support and lift them up and encourage them. Does this make sense? Good, good, good. I feel like it's an, an important and a pertinent word for today. Okay, um, I want to go to First Peter. Chapter four, verse ten. No. We're going to start with verse 7. Just to keep you on your toes, Linda. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. (laughs) Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. It's like, man, we need, to be, we need to love on each other. Be hospitable without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. We each have, been a, have, been, have received a gift. God, Holy Spirit, has handed out gifts. As he sees fit, he hands out gifts. Peter says, each one of us has received a gift. Now minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So with the gift that he's given us, I'm not going to end up having time to to go into the gifts in Corinthians. That'll be for another day. But he's given each one of us gifts and with it, with An absolute purpose in that gift is that we use that gift to minister to one another, to be building each other up. And the pyramid. Last scripture, uh, 1 Peter, 3rd chapter, verses 8 through 12. Finally, all of you be of one mind. Let's say one mind. mind. You know, when we have one thing in common, and it's to love one another, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all of your understanding, all of your ability, and love your neighbor as yourself. These two commandments he's given, and it's really important. They'll know you're my disciples by the love you have one for another. 
Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. It's like, oh. To be blessed, we need to bless. Everybody say, to be blessed, blessed. we We. need to bless. Verse 10, 4. He who would love life and see good days. I mean, isn't this all of us, that we would love life? Jesus came that we would have abundant life. Life to the abundance. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. It's like, if we want God to open his ears, as I was preaching about just last week, to open his ears to our prayers, it's like there are some things that we need to have in alignment the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. It's like, oh Lord, make your face to shine upon us, let your countenance be on us, and give us peace. That we would be in alignment with your will for our lives. Let's Stand together. I would have almost had time to end up reading the gifts, but not in, in order, not enough time to be able to go into them. So I just feel like this is a great place to stop. I'd like the prayer team to uh, to come up this morning. So come up and take places because we're just about to start ministry time. Pastor Matthew, would you come up here? I'd like you to close in prayer for us. Yeah. It's on. Thank you, Father. Thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from Mm. you that every good and perfect gift comes from you Mm. I thank you Father for seeing us as gifts thank you for loving us and sending your son as a gift and then coming to live in each of us and giving us the gift of your son. 
Father, I thank you so much for the gift of your Holy Spirit. That you didn't leave us as orphans. But you said, I'm going, and it's good that I go, because I'm going to send you the spirit of truth to be with you. Mm. Holy Spirit, we are so thankful that you are the gift. And that as we (laughs) submit to you, surrender to you, you begin to unveil the inheritance and the gifts in our lives. And God, we're just, I'm just overwhelmed, Holy Spirit, by all of the gifts that you have given us. May we not take them lightly, but we say thank you this morning. We say thank you for the gifts. So Father, I just bless each one right now. I just pray for an awareness, Holy Spirit, that we wouldn't be problem-focused, but so overwhelmed by the grace and gifts you give us. And God, yes, there are problems but you've already placed the solution within us. Holy Spirit, you are the solution and you have all the solutions. Mm. So God, I, I bless each one this week with an awareness of the gifts in our lives. And that as we walk and we talk and we're with our family and we're at work in all those ways, God, open our eyes to the many gifts you've given us. And God, we say yes to be an encouragement to others. We say yes for those opportunities to edify someone else with our words, with a deed, opening a door, smiling, giving a prophetic word. God, it is a joy to worship you through encouraging someone else, God. Mm-hmm. And we ask Holy Spirit, like Jesus, who always took the last place, who always supported the disciples, who always supported the church, God, by your grace, I pray that you would equip us this week in whatever responsibilities and roles we have to come under, as Pastor Lynn was sharing, to not be over, but to come under. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, you're so good at helping us come under. So God, in all the opportunities we have this week, we trust that you go before us. You are laying the path before us (laughs) as we trust in you with all our heart, leaning not on our own understanding. In all our ways, we're knowing you and you're directing our paths. So God, I pray for each one. We trust you this week for the grace to speak, for the grace to serve, for the grace to love only as you can love as you empower us by your spirit. We thank you, God. And I pray just for eyes to see and ears to hear that we might be renewed in the spirit of our mind to see the opportunities, to hear the opportunities, and to walk in your good pleasure and your good will. Not our will, but yours. Father, when we do your will, we are pleased. (laughs) Because we weren't created for ourselves, but for your glory and your goodness. When your will is fulfilled, we are thrilled. (laughs) Oh, that's good. When your will is fulfilled, we are thrilled. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I want to read the last three verses, Romans 12, verses 9 through 12. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love 
in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. There's Just like every Sunday, there's a prayer team that's ready and willing. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I encourage you, today is the day. If you need healing in your body, if there's a need that you have, there's a prayer team that is ready. Up here, prayed up in Jesus, 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 come, come, come. <laughs>